Amen, 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 amen. I just would like to go on record. I saw who was laughing when he mentioned that timing part. <laughs> Don't ask me for prayer after service. <laughs> I do feel a spirit of worship right now in this place. And uh, would you do me a favor? Let's just give God a hand clap of praise this morning, please. Come on, open up your mouth, please. Come on, you can do a little bit better than that. Come on, I want us to uh, give God some praise really this morning. How about this one? If I could get a little bit in the monitors, please. I want you to give God some praise if he woke you up this morning. Could we do that, please? Could we, could we give God some praise this morning? Anything, nothing down here? And then could you give God some praise? How about this one? If you are COVID free this morning, I want you to give God some praise this morning. I would like to, uh, to the head shepherd of this house, mentor, friend, big brother of mine, Pastor, uh, Pastor Ricky in his absence into the first family, uh, to Pastor Gill, to uh, Pastor Daniel and the, uh, and the worship team this morning, to Eric in the tech booth, Aaron, Aaron, uh, Steph, those persons that are out there, the cafe, the volunteers, the sound team, and uh, to you all, I bring greetings from Philadelphia, a name that is above every name, a name that the Bible declares one day, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. His name is Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Lastly, though, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a ride home if I didn't also publicly acknowledge my wife this morning. <laughs> I don't know if Uber would pick me up this far. Would you give me a sound of clap of praise for my wife, Ebony, please? Amen. Secure your Bibles. I changed my verse this morning. I actually changed it off the backs of that story from Joan this morning. I really wish there was some time that we could have been a little bit more sensitive to that uh, and hearing of that and then her memorial this week. So my scripture I want to change to those of us. Was there anybody here this morning at 8 a.m.? Where are you? Just show your hands. It was that bad. Oh, my gosh. Not one person. I'm in Psalm chapter 1. And the Bible says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the Lord. And in his law he meditates by day and by night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Somebody say amen, please. And I just want to talk about what it means to be blessed. Another person who I would like to mention is also our district superintendent. I know he's not here right now, but Reverend Dr. Andrew L. Foster III. Would you celebrate our district superintendent for me, please, this morning, please, who's watching online. You know, what it means to be blessed, things kind of change differently after hearing a story of Joan this morning. Because I think that sometimes we have to be very careful when we talk about God's blessings. Because sometimes I think that material things and occurrences make it sound like God loves you and doesn't love anybody else. For example, a car accident. I was blessed because I didn't get in a car accident. 
So does that mean that the person who did, does that mean that they're not blessed? Or, or I, was, I was blessed this morning on my way here and, 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 I had, and I was able, everything was good, calm, everything. So does that mean that God loves you more and he doesn't love them? When you get something good and they don't get the good things, is it really that God loves you more? So you got to be careful of what we're talking about blessings, especially off the story of Joan. We, we've needed God, even historically, to do some things, especially in the African-American community, because the field hasn't always been even on the pain sides. We've needed God to do some things for us. We've, we've, I think that sometimes we may have even lost our prayer life as Americans because we don't believe the same stuff, nor face the same realities that our grandparents had once experienced. For instance, for me, you wouldn't go out and leave your house in 1852 after leaving church in Mississippi without praying the benediction. You weren't gonna walk out that door in a dusty old road to get from your church to a house, and there was a Klansman on that block, and so the benediction even meant differently. Now unto him who is able to keep me. That meant that I was getting ready to leave out of here and I needed God's protection. There was a reason why we prayed like that. There was a reason why we prayed over our food of giving and thanksgiving because we also needed to understand that we knew at times we were getting the slops of the leftovers and we needed to pray, God, let this food nourish me. And this might not be 1905, but I don't want to ever walk out of here before we've ever had the word or the benediction so that make sure that I get to church on Sundays because there's too much hell happening in the streets. Amen. That's why when you leave out of church, that's why we have the benediction and we say, now unto him who is able to keep me. We've got to talk about what we believe in prayer. And I think the reality is what it is, is that what is, when we're talking about blessings, because, Pastor Gill, blessings aren't necessarily your car or your job because God is good whether you have a Bentley or you have a SEPTA bus pass. There ought to be something that's deeper when we're talking about blessings. I'm just trying to push us to ask what it means when we say we're blessed. What is it that you're saying? And the text is tailored and it's guiding us because it really looks like to be blessed that you just don't become and you don't have the same clothes that someone else has or you might not drive what someone else drives or you might not live where someone else lives does not mean that you're blessed because is there anybody in here old enough to know that you got up this morning and that's the blessing that's all that I need anybody know what I'm talking about that I woke up this morning I I was able to breathe this morning and anybody else just appreciate that you were able to put your two feet to the ground anybody know what I'm talking about that you've been through some things that other people may have not been able to leave and still have your right mind is there anybody in here that's glad to know that 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 you just know your name and that's all that I need to remember because I am blessed I don't have to shout for a car because uh, I've been through it all. Let me keep moving because it says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the sinners. But before I even get into that verse one, I just want to expound it a little bit because in this context, the word blessed is not referring to materialistic things, family. In this context, it is referring to a state of being. 
See, there's a state of being when you're in God that refers to being blessed means that no matter what is going on around you, blessed means you have joy. Blessed means I have peace. Blessed means that I'm not walking around scared. Blessed means that you know God protects you. Blessed means that you don't know how it's going to work out, but you have enough history with God to know it's going to work out. Blessed is the ability to know that you're not going to allow anybody else to take you off your A game, take away your joy, because this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away Amen. when you're blessed you really start to understand an old hymnal song that said that uh, I've had some good days I've had some hills to climb I've had some weary days and some lonely nights but when I look around and I think things over all of my good days they outweigh all of my bad days. And the chorus says, I won't complain. And it carries the context of being blessed and having your health and having your right mind. It also carries having one or two good friends. I had an older guy say to me, John, if you make it out this world with one or two good friends, then you've been blessed. Now notice, I was about 10 years old. I'm playing on the basketball court. I'm doing... I couldn't do that, y'all. I promise y'all. I really can't. And I'm out there and I'm saying, man, if, if I make it out of this world and I'm playing with, you know, five people on each team, 10 people, I'm playing with all of us. And I'm, I'm saying to myself, and if only three or two of these people are going to be my friends, then I may have messed up if all of these people, I thought everybody was my friend. But now I've gotten a little bit older. And I start to understand that I can't go over everybody's house anymore. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I can't be friends with everybody anymore. Everybody can't handle who you are. You and one or two good people is all that I need for somebody to count on and be a friend that the Bible says. That means that I am blessed. But then if you're going to be blessed, are y'all awake out there? Oh, okay. It was like really quiet. I was like... They're not coming to the 11 o'clock service either. <laughs> but if you're going to be blessed, then you got to hang out and surround yourself with the right people. You know that one of the things that can block your blessing is who you are connected and who you are yoked with? Can you imagine for a moment, and we think about the story of Jonah, and you're on Jonah's boat. I mean, it's a, it's a storm, but it's not your storm but it's because you're on a boat with Jonah. And because you're on a boat with Jonah, stay with me, family. You brought your ticket. I was going to go see my grandmom, Natasha's this. I was supposed to do that today. And you were supposed to go, and you haven't done anything wrong, but you got on the boat. And now here comes Jonah, and now all of a sudden, because Jonah's on the boat, this big old storm pops up, and you're wondering, why in the world is all this going on in my life? Why is this storm coming after me, and this storm has nothing to do with you? but it's who's on your boat. Sometimes I want to talk to someone who's living in some, uh, some trials and tribulations and some foolishness, and it really has nothing to do with you, but it's who's on your boat. It's who you're connected with this morning. Is there anybody here that knows that can testify that some people just have to go out of my life? Some people I just can't even entertain on the phone anymore. Some people I just can't even entertain because there's too much gossip going on. I can't let your storm take me out. Can I get one or two claps on that? Just one or two. 
So in this text, you have to watch who you talk with. It's a theological term called Hebrew parallelism. And he uses three different examples to talk about who you're walking with. But he also progresses with it to talk about the progressive nature to talk about if you're in the wrong counsel or you're in bad advice. So he says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Did you see the progression that happened? Let me say that one more time. Did you see the progression that happened? No. Okay. First, blessed is the man who walks not, stands, nor sits. Have you noticed what happens to this guy? He started walking with him, and then he's standing with him. Then the next thing you know, he's sitting with him. So in other words, you have to watch who you're walking with, because it won't be too long who you were once walking with, you're now standing with. And then it won't be too long who you were standing with, you're now sitting with. Let me give you some more Bible. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good behavior. And the reality is that you might have a strong witness, but you have somebody in your life that's sowing wickedness into it. And so as a result, the stuff that you used to do that you don't do anymore, you start now falling and backsliding because of who's in your circle. It just keeps calling you and you wondering why you can't break loose and you can't cut it off. But you have to understand some people I have to cut off. Everybody can't be in your house. Everybody can't speak to your spirit. How about this one? Everybody can't pray for you. I can't, everybody can't touch and agree with everybody. You can't take pictures and be on social media with everybody. Some people I just can't talk to and ask for prayer because I don't know whether or not you're going to pray for me or you're going to pray against me because if I let you in here, then the Bible says that I need you to be a person like the next point, which means that a person who is in the word of God. Not only do I need to know what it means to be blessed and to hang out with the right people, but then it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord of which he meditates day and night. That's where he gets his joy from because his delight is in the law of the Lord. If you're going to be blessed, you've got to know what blessed is and make sure that you get rid of the stuff that blocks blessings in your life. But then you got to make sure you get in the Word of God. You have to read the living Word. You shouldn't just depend and wait until you get here on Sundays to open up your Bible. You are not going to have the joy of the Lord without the Word of the Lord in your life. If you really are a child of God, you would want to dig into the Word. I have to get into the Word before I leave out the house. I have to get into the Word before I get into the streets, before I get to my job. I have to get into the Word before I get to work and get to school. There's too much stuff, and when I come to church don't just sing what's on the radio I need to hear some word and the praise I need to hear some word and the music because when I feel like giving up I need to be reminded of some word be not weary and well doing for in due season you shall ream and not faint when I'm up against the wall and I'm afraid I need the word to remind me no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every lying tongue will cease when I'm feeling low and my self-esteem is going low I need the word to remind me that I am above and I am the head and not the tail above and not belief when I don't see myself as wonderful I need the word to remind me that I was wonderfully and marvelously made in his image I am a child of God you ought to be able to read and know but then you, you gotta you gotta cut it gotta cut it my time gotta cut but then but then 
you have to be able to also surround yourself with people who also know the word. So if you're going to be my friends, I need to be able to call on you and not just get gossip from you, but I need to get some word from you and it's going to come out because the word will be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You don't need the horoscope. Just read the word of God. God will let you know when trouble is coming your way. You can look at it and face it and say, I knew you were coming because if God is for me, who can be against me? You got to be in your word and know that you're blessed. Then the next point is, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit. You do know that, uh, that trees have roots that go out as long as the tree goes up. And what you see on the top of the ground isn't even most of the tree because under the ground are where its roots are and that are almost triple the size of the tree that you see. You need to understand and see the imagery in here that the Bible says that you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, but the godly are not like so because they're going to be like something that the wind can blow away and the atmosphere can mess with. But you need to understand the benefit of a tree. The benefit of a tree is uh, near the water is that its roots are under the ground and can work its way over to the water for its water sources so that this particular tree is never dependent on the atmosphere because where the tree is getting its sustenance is down by the riverside. I wish y'all could hear me right now. You see, where there is no river, then there is no tree, is no dependent. And if you understand Ezekiel chapter 47, but then it's a, for the tree to produce its fruit, for the atmosphere to be all right. But even in a drought, as long as the tree is planted by the river, it's getting it what it needs and it's not depending on the atmosphere as long as it's planted by the river. You need to understand that when you are blessed by God, you no longer have to check on the atmosphere about what's going on because you know that you're going to be all right. God is not looking at social economic indicators to see if you're going to be all right because God is not looking because you're not getting your stuff from the atmosphere. You are getting what you need from God. I got joy in the midst of a storm. I have peace even when I don't understand it. I am happy even when things around me that are happening don't look like it. Is there anybody in here that's lived long enough to say this, that it might not look all right, but I'm all right. Why? Because I'm in the arms of my God. You know, most people talk about visible means of support. But the book teaches us about invisible means of support. The reason why I'm standing right here is because my roots are hooked to the source. In other words, I can handle when you talk about me because my roots are hooked to the source. I didn't die when you broke up with me. I didn't kill myself when I lost my job, when you lied on me. I didn't have to come looking for you. Would you tell somebody because my roots are connected to the source? That's why we're smiling today. That's why we're not grieving today. That's why we come in here because even after everything that has happened last week, I come in here because it doesn't matter what happened. God is still God. God is still good. God has picked us up. God has made ways out of no way. God is keeping me. God is producing in me. I am blessed. Somebody say, I am blessed. There's another reason why I'm still blessed but you're gonna to have to come to 11 o'clock service. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you.